It's a Sunbelt GSU clash. It's Georgia State at Georgia Southern. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. This episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown to get started. All right. Uh, usually, we would wait to do this preview on the day of the game. But I believe we're going to have Shane Metlin on, hopefully, uh, for tomorrow's episode. So we'll talk JMU. So I wanted to be sure to get the preview in of this big matchup. Plus, I mean, some other matchups as well are huge. Uh, two in the West and maybe some more in the East that are big. I mean, what happens if ODU beats JMU? I mean, what happens? You know, that would be crazy. But we've seen crazy things uh, throughout this college football season. All right. So, you know, this matchup is really interesting because you have – you know, this is prototypical of what we have today, right? We have a couple of guys that have transferred in, Davis Brin to Georgia Southern uh, for this season, and Darren Granger has been with Georgia State already for a few seasons and has really stepped up his game. Uh, I was told uh, by Brady Weiler uh, from Panther Talk that uh, the staff wanted to make sure that Darren Granger was okay at halftime before they brought him back in the game. Right. He came out of the game. The backup went in, actually scored a touchdown, but then fumbled right before half that allowed the Cajuns to get on the board. But they wanted to make sure Darren was OK at halftime. And he was. However, though, didn't really do anything after halftime. So you wonder if he is OK. Hopefully he is. All right. Uh, but I mean, they went from 300 yards of offense to 45 yards of offense. So you're hoping Darren Granger is okay. Davis Brin is susceptible to the interception. 11 interceptions is a lot of interceptions. I mean, you know, even if half of them are in one ball game, right? You threw a couple interceptions to at JMU. You threw a couple interceptions against ULM, right? Uh, so eventually the whole, well, half of them are in, you know, one ball game. Okay, but now you got, you know, one, two, three, four other ball games where you've thrown an interception, right? Someone complained that I didn't have Grayson McCall in my top five. And it's not because he's not an all-time great. He's just not having a Grayson McCall year, right? Grayson McCall has like eight career interceptions entering the season. He's got six this year. So where six is not a, a whole lot, it's he's almost equal his entire career output. I understand the whole change of coaches and everything like that, but he's usually much better He's usually much better at uh, at controlling uh, the game than throwing those interceptions. So meanwhile, Davis Brin has had some issues. He throws for a lot of yards. Completion percentage is usually pretty good. He, well, kind of all over the place, actually. You know, he's he's uh, he averages almost 67%, but he's had 75, 80. And the last couple of ball games haven't been great, right? JMU, 60%. ULM up 31-14, they seem to be throwing the ball a lot, 55%. So he has not been, seems to be going in the wrong direction, to be honest with you. Uh, even though they've, their only two losses are at Wisconsin and 
uh, at JMU. So, you know, as poorly as it looks like he's heading down, still, those aren't, you know, nothing to be ashamed about there. Darren Granger in Georgia State, their only uh, loss is at home against Troy, and that was basically a turnover that changed a, you know, potentially 21-14 ball game into a 28-7 ball game. So it doesn't look as close as it could have been. And who knows what happens if it's, you know, 21-14. All right, so Darren Granger has progressively gotten better. He ha- he is my number one rated quarterback in the Sun Belt as of right now, and that can always change. Uh, but he started out at, at Furman, you know, 48%. The next year at Furman, 49%. Didn't play in the COVID year of 20. Then he gets to Georgia State, and he's almost 60%. Same thing in 2022, almost 60%. This year, he's completing almost 70% of his passes. That's outstanding. He's got 10 touchdowns and only two interceptions. That's fantastic. His rating, which, again, I don't understand some of these ratings, uh, 158.3 his career high rushing this year. He's already got about half of what he had last year. And he's averaging more yards, about 4.7 yards, a carry 368 yards. He's got five touchdowns on the ground to go with his 10 touchdowns in uh, the air. Uh, So this is going to be a matchup of two very experienced quarterbacks. And again, I haven't gotten many of these games right this, uh, you know, this year, but It just feels like, again, this game is going to come down to, you know, turnovers. Who may have the ball last? It it feels like a very, very close matchup. Uh, Georgia Southern is favored by one and a half. I'm sure that would be flipped if it was in Atlanta. Uh, But the Cajuns were favored by two and a half. I said if that ball game was in Atlanta, I would have taken Georgia State. And, you know, the only reason the Cajuns were in the ball game were turnovers to begin with. And then they turned the ball over to end the ball game when they looked like they could have had a touchdown and won the ball game. So I feel that this is the same thing. I'm going to give a little bit of an edge to Georgia State. They have gone into Coastal Carolina and took care of the Chanticleers. They went into Cajun Field and took care of Louisiana. Uh, I think Georgia Southern is really good. We're looking forward to another huge crowd at Paulson. It's going to be an electric atmosphere. This rivalry is is nasty right it's a rivalry that georgia state wants it to be a rivalry georgia southern looks down at georgia state uh it is a ferocious rivalry to i think georgia southern's uh, you know rival is app state but nonetheless this has got a lot of implications in the east it should be a fantastic ball game it is on uh espn2 uh, Mike Cuse and Vatek are on at the same time. So we'll have to have, uh, hopefully it's on in the YouTube on, on both. Uh, you get it in the same box. So hopefully that's pretty cool. Uh, but it should be, it should be a fantastic ball game. Again, this could be, this could go either way. I don't, I don't see either team running away from the other outside of, you know, multiple turnovers and maybe scores on the turnover because games can get away very quickly. Right. Uh, Say, you know, Georgia State gets the ball first or even whoever gets the ball first scores. The other team throws a pick six and then, you know, it's up two scores. And then, you know, the other team, you know, punch it away after that. And you can go up three scores very quickly. So things like that, you know, can skew the way the game goes. Again, I think it's going to be a close game. I'm going to take Georgia State like 28-24. It's a flip of a coin for me. But Georgia State has proven that they can go on the road 
in hostile territory and win a couple of close ball games. We'll see if Darren Granger is okay. Uh, and we'll see if there, if Davis Brin throws interceptions, right? Again, this has got turnover ball game written all over it. Who has the ball last, who can make a clutch defensive play. And again, you got to give it up to Gavin Pringle. I mean, maybe Zeon Chris, the only complaint you can do on that is that kind of staring down. Peter LeBlanc didn't even give Neil Johnson a peek. And so Gavin Pringle could, you know, peel off his coverage and made a huge interception for Georgia State. There's losing, and then there's losing a 20-point lead, losing at, when you have a 20-point lead uh, almost at half. And Gavin Pringle saved the Panthers. So they're going in there with some momentum. I know Georgia Southern you know, they almost blew, they blew a, a, a big lead and hung on to beat ULM. So both teams actually have some momentum. I'm just going with Georgia State. I just think they're a little bit better. And I think the Panthers come away with, what did I just say, 28-24 victory. I think it's going to be very, very uh, close. Uh, all right, let's take a timeout. We'll continue to uh, preview week uh, eight of uh, the Sun Belt. Let's see where we are here. We are going to tell you about Jace Medical. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world today, and it's important to be prepared. Unrest in the Middle East, fires in Hawaii, hurricanes and tornadoes in Florida, earthquakes, and more. These can lead to a supply chain shortages for medications or the inability to get medications in a timely manner. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains at least five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. Jace Medical now offers custom, custom ability for your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications. Choose the medications that best fit you and your family's unique needs. Jace is continually working to expand the medications offerings. In these recent efforts, they've added Invectormin, uh, as an option in the Jace case. Go to jacemedical.com and enter code locked on at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code locked on at jacemedical.com. That's J A S E medical.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. Dave Schultz, Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. All right, so now we have some uh, huge matchups in uh, the West, all right? And let's do the bigger one because, well, I mean, they're both big. But both these teams are 5-2, and two, so we'll start out there. All right, Texas State barely rebounded against their loss against uh, the Cajuns against ULM, down 20-9. to nine. They pulled out a miracle. And Troy enjoyed, well, they both enjoyed a nice a week off, but Troy, uh, much more in charge of their ball game. Let's see who did they play a couple weeks ago. Uh, they took care of Army in the rain in upstate uh, New York, nineteen uh, to nothing. All right, and this is obviously going to be very different ball game. They do get a week off to you know go from the ground 
attack of Army, who now hasn't scored in two weeks, by the way, after getting blanked by LSU, to the uh, air attack of TJ Finley and company. But yet, they want to run as well. It's not clear cut that they're just throwing the ball, right? This has got a great matchup. We got, you know, Gunnar Watson, kind of the game manager, but he's done a little bit better this year. 11 touchdowns, four interceptions. Finley, 14 touchdowns, three interceptions. But we have a great running back matchup with uh, Kamani Vidal and uh, Mahdi. Uh, Vidal's got 951 yards. He was leading the nation in rushing. Uh, Mahdi, 726 yards. He was banged up a little bit in the Cajuns ball game. He's got eight touchdowns to Vidal six. Let's see. I mean, they got to be right up there in uh, the Sunbelt stats. Let's see if we can find those real close, uh, real quick. But they've been, you know, this is got that usually don't have, you know, some of those big running back matchups anymore, right? Running backs are not nearly as, a bad word is important, but prominent. Uh, not in this case. Uh, this case. Uh, they are, and that's a lot of fun. All right. Now, let me see here. Rushing. There we go. Uh, Kamani Vidal leads the Sun Belt in rushing with 951 yards, and uh, Mahdi uh, is fifth with 726 yards. Mahdi actually. Averages more yards per carry, 7.4 to 6.2. Uh, it's going to be a great football game. And it is really, you know, it's the offense of Texas State versus the defense of Troy. Uh, the reason I picked the Cajuns over Texas State, one, it was at home, and they, you know, that game didn't go any of the way I thought it would. I'm not sure about Texas State's defense. That's the only problem. Texas State is susceptible defensively. Troy's defense is outstanding, right? Troy's defense is, you know, not giving up anything, like less than 300 yards of offense, right? Texas State's defense gives up 410 yards of offense. Troy gives up 281 and 100 yards on the ground. So I'll take Troy in this ball game, four and a half. It'll probably be a touchdown or less. Uh, again, important for not for TJ Finley and Mahdi not to fumble. Can't give away uh, points uh, uh, to Troy because they'll take advantage of it. All right. And if Gunnar Watson does not, you know, make those mistakes that he is susceptible to making, Troy should win this ball game in San Marcos and basically take control of of the West. Right. If Texas State wins it, it's not they're not in control of the West because they still have a lost tiebreaker to the Cajuns. The Cajuns are absolutely rooting for Texas State. That's for sure. If Troy wins it, they sort of have control of uh, the West. All right. All right. Also in uh, the West, you do have South Alabama hosting uh, the Cajuns. And again, you know, I don't know what happened with South Alabama this year. We've talked about them uh, a lot. Maybe they figured it out. They're a 10 point spread, favored at home. Odd four o'clock ball game. This is on ESPN plus, you know, Auburn's playing at two 30 Alabama's off. So usually this would be a perfect six o'clock ball game. So I'm not sure why they didn't move it to six o'clock to be away from Auburn, but whatever the case is, uh, they have figured things out. The Cajuns got to get the offense going again, right? Even against Texas state, they struggled a little bit offensively until the end of the ball game. 
they certainly struggled against a Georgia State, needed a fumble at the end of the first half to prevent getting shut out. So they need to pick it up offensively. South Alabama, they have the Sun Belt's leading rushing touchdown leader in LaDainian Webb. Colin Lacey leads the conference in receiving yards. He's third in the nation. Uh, I, I like South Alabama in this ball game, and I'm a little bit nervous the Cajuns may get blown out. Having said that, the last two matchups have been decided by made or missed field goals and a missed wide open tight end in the end zone. Jake Bentley, a couple of years ago, missing uh, missing a tight end in the end zone, wide open play, just underthrew him. And uh, I believe Diego Guajardo, who's missed a couple of field goals now this year, he missed as well. That would have tied the ball game up. Remember, that was the 13 and one Raging Cajuns. You know, a couple of years ago, that was the really good Raging Cajuns. Last year, South Alabama was a 10-win team, still needed a Diego Guajardo field goal at the end and a big uh, pitch and catch by Carter Bradley to Jalen Wayne uh, to set that up. So it could be a very close ball game. Uh, I am concerned that if the Cajuns, you know, get off to a slow start as they have the last two ball games, they're not going to get, they're not going to be able to catch up. It's going to be a problem. South Alabama's defense is susceptible uh, to wide open receivers. We'll see if they can take advantage of that uh, moving forward. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll do the games that are remaining and my picks. So, so far, who do we got? We got Georgia State. We got Troy. And we got South Alabama. All right. It's time to tell you about FanDuel. Snap into this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's the wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of uh, the NFL. Also. Let's tell you about eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easier to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. All right, quickly, uh, going back to FanDuel, remember... NBA started last night as well. So we're going to see if we can get in on that action uh, as well as, you know, the remaining of college football and uh, the NFL. All right. Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Checking out the rest of the action. You have a flailing App State team coming home to host a Southern Miss. Southern Miss making changes with uh, Will Hall not calling the plays anymore. Joey Aguilar's had a pretty good year. Uh, for an offense that's been struggling, 16 touchdowns, five interceptions. Question is, uh, will uh, Nate Noel be playing for, uh, well, that's, uh, I'm sorry, Joey Aguilar's with App State. Uh, Southern Miss is having quarterback issues, that's for sure. Will Nate Noel play? Did not play uh, last week, uh, and uh, they came up short to 
ODU. Uh, Southern Miss has been a mess, right? They they got off to good starts defensively, and then their defense disappeared when they played Arkansas State, and then their offense disappeared, and uh, it has not been going in that direction for App State. Um, you know, they just haven't been able to – they've had some tough losses, right? All their losses are like one score, touchdown or a field goal. Uh, they expect more. The line is a lot. 17 is a lot. I think that's being based on, you know, the last ball game against with Southern Miss. Um, I'm going to take App State to win. I'm going to take Southern Miss to cover. All right. I'm not sure App State is that kind of team that's winning by three scores. Have they done that this year? I, that's the only thing. They beat Gardner-Webb by a bunch, but everything else, they did beat East Carolina by 15. They got like a three-point loss to Wyoming. They got a one-point win. Uh, against Monroe. They got a three-point loss to Coastal. They got a seven-point loss to Old Dominion. So we haven't seen App blow anybody out just yet. All right, you got Monroe hosting Arkansas State. Uh, Monroe is two and oh. Is Arkansas State's young quarterback for real or is Monroe's young quarterback for real? We'll see. All right, let's see if these Monroe Warhawks can win a ball game at home against the competition that's basically at the same level. All right. ULM has had some gut punch losses this year. I'm taking Monroe to win and to cover. All right, Coastal Carolina is hosting Marshall. That'll be on the NFL Network. That's 5 p.m. on Saturday Central Time. Uh, Coastal Carolina not having Grayson McCall, or at least he was doubtful. So we'll find out. Perhaps we'll find out more uh, before Saturday's ball game. But McCall banged up in that ball game uh, last week. Again, didn't look good at all. Uh, not in concussion protocol, so that's really interesting. Maybe just really sore in his neck area and shoulder. I don't know. Uh, but uh, he's not. they're not planning on him playing. Again, that could change. I'm not sure if Marshall can go in there and win. That's the only thing. They have just, I, I guess if the backup quarterback for Coastal is playing, Marshall is probably, you know, they're favored by four. That's why. Marshall's favored by four because Grayson McCall's probably not going to play. So we're going to take Marshall for that. I reserve the right to change my mind if Grayson McCall does play. Uh, and then to wrap things up, you got JMU, a 20-point favorite against ODU. They're at home. James Madison at home. They're really good. They didn't play all that well last week, but their defense was fantastic against Marshall. We'll see what they do against ODU. ODU with a surprise win at home in the Oyster Bowl, which I love that game. I love the name of that game. They're 3-1. and one. And you know who is everybody in the East is rooting for ODU, right? I mean, they are they are looking for someone to take down James Madison because they don't want to hear about the whole, you know, James Madison can't you know can't go to the Sun Belt Championship and yada yada yada. At the same time, this ball game is on ESPNU Saturday night at seven p.m. It's going to be a three and a half hour commercial on why JMU should be going um, to a New Year's Six Day Bowl. So they're going to look to be impressive. Let me see. Let me quickly see what Old Dominion has done. I don't think they've gotten blown out this year. They really haven't, right? They, they lost in a big way to Vatek. That was game one. They beat the Cajuns by seven, lost to Wake by three, beat or beat AM. Is that Commerce? Yeah, Commerce by one. Uh, they beat, you know, they lost to Marshall by six. They beat Southern Miss by four, App State by seven. You know, JMU may be the best team they've played this year, but they just don't get blown out. So I'm going to take, I'm actually going to take um, Old Dominion to cover. All right, JMU wins. I'm going to take Old uh, Dominion to cover. All right, that's our episode for today. 
we're hoping we get uh, what the daily news record, uh, Shane Metlin to talk about, you know, this whole thing going on with JMU and the NCAA. Uh, there are two sides of the story, but you know, it is a stupid rule. It's, it's ridiculous on what they're doing. And now the NCAA, you know, is making it harder uh, for teams to make that jump from FBS or from FCS to FBS. Uh, all right. So hopefully we'll talk with Shane for tomorrow's episode. And of course, on Friday, we can recap Georgia State and Georgia Southern. Thanks so much for tuning in to uh, today's edition of Locked On Sunbelt. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Have a great day, everybody. And we will talk to you uh, tomorrow.